Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench, everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. here on the pregame postgame podcast getting ready here for the uh, Panthers taking on the Philadelphia Eagles Mike Pacheco Zim Zoki and we have Sharon Thorland joining did I say Zim 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 that's okay it's live uh, we're doing this live today so we'll, yeah it's we'll never record these and yeah Sharon Thorland so this is called the pregame postgame podcast Sharon it's alliteration first of all but you're often on the pregame yes. every week and, and uh, sometimes very often on the postgame yeah so you're perfect you're a perfect first guest on the show, welcome. We've done this from different locations, from the Langtonian Institute, Institute of Broadcasting, right. uh, from Mike Pacheco's house last week. Uh, we've done it from Knight Stadium. We've done this show from park benches, and we are on a park bench today right outside of the Panthers practice facility. So folks will hear birds chirping, golf carts going by, and random people walking dogs. And miscellaneous air horn sounds. We keep it real here, right, on the pregame, postgame podcast. I like that. Yeah, you said the name right. It took me like she a month right. to get it right. Pre-game, well, at least she said podcast. your name right too. Yeah, she call you Zim, Zim Jokey. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Pike Machico. But, uh, Zig Ziglar is not. The premise it? of the show is we talk for ten or fifteen minutes and then we stop, uh, and then during that we, we usually talk about the Panthers' last week's game, which was a loss to Washington, yes. and look ahead in this case to Philadelphia. So since you're our guest, we'll let you go first. Obviously, the turnovers were kind of a big deal. Uh, what, what were some yeah. of your takeaways from that game? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's the the key to that game. I would say with when you've got the, spe- the, the special teams like that, and DJ Moore. I mean, he's a rookie. He's got to have those learning mistakes. Unfortunately, that set the tone. I think for the entire game. I I was impressed though in the second half how they came back out and were able to make a close, had a chance at the end. And I think the defense, especially up front and getting that pass rush on, they looked a lot better in the second half than they have really most of this season. So hopefully that'll start a trend that'll continue this week. And that's a big question, right? Can they build on that momentum of playing uh, better defensively in the second half? And I think the uh, the other issue, uh, you know, the big mistakes early on just killed them. And th- this team, the way they're built, you know, they're so good at playing from in front. But when they get a little bit behind or get, get a little bit of adversity, sometimes it's a little bit tougher, tougher to adjust. I like the Devin Funch has made a, a kind of a – a Yogi Berra kind of comment after the game that we have to build off our mistakes. <laughs> I know what he meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and technically, it's kind of right, but uh, you right. you want to learn from your mistakes and, and build off your successes, I guess is what he meant. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was nothing earth-shattering. I mean, DJ Moore got you know, the two fumbles, but, you know, one was honestly a nice peanut punch by Josh Norman, giving right, credit right. for making that play. And the other was, I think, Cam... His arm wasn't hit, but it was the, the, the pass rush affected his ability to hit punches on that deep one. That was going to be... A touchdown if the ball had just got out there. Devin had like two steps on the on the deep on actually Josh Norman on, on that one in particular. Yeah, I put Josh. my sunglasses on. You guys have sunglasses oh. on. 
Yeah. Josh Norman, unfortunately, looked like he had a lot of fun in that game, and it was quite no, gleeful. It's annoying. Quite gleeful afterwards. <laughs> it was very annoying. Maybe Dave Gettleman was right. <laughs> We made that move. I mean, he he played pretty good that first. But that year was his first interception in like two years, right? Yeah, it was it's since twenty sixteen. And it was, and it really wasn't so much that it was a great play on his part. It was just that Cam was, as you said, getting hit on it. It was just a, like an air ball. Yeah. And he was playing underneath. Had had Cam been able to get a little bit of air under that, that probably would have been a touchdown. Yeah. Here's a bigger point too. So Mike made a, kind of a point on this that I want to expand upon with Sharon is that you know we're not probably built as good as a come from behind team as, as a team with the lead. Are people. Are other defenses figuring out the Christian McCaffrey thing? I mean, the big receiving game, the big rushing game, it looks like they're taking that away the last couple of weeks and saying beat us with something else, and the Panthers have had a close win. It took a 63-yard field goal yeah. and then a loss after that, too. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one because Christian is, is such a threat, as we have seen in, in both facets of the game. But when teams are trying to key on him and saying somebody else step up, nobody else has been able to do that. Uh, C.J. Anderson... You know, hardly played at all last yeah. week. He's still and, with Denver, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I know he's itching to get more more involved, and hopefully maybe they'll try to get him more in there this week because I think you've got to get somebody else involved in the run game besides C-Mac because, like you said, teams are keying in on him. And then from a receiver standpoint, I think Devin really stepped up last week. Yep. And, uh, and then later in the game they found Torrey Smith by Yeah, and if, if they could get more consistent with that as well because he is such a deep threat. So I'd love to see him get more involved, too, but especially C.J. Anderson, I know. He's, he's itching to get out there and get his first downs and touchdowns and success. Well, it'll be 3-2 and two at this point, knowing that this team really hasn't uh, hit its stride yet. I, I think, I don't I want to say that's encouraging because you don't want to say that they're not going to hit their stride, but the fact that this team under Ron Rivera always plays better in the last eight games of the year than they generally do in the first eight games of the year. So if they can kind of get through this next stretch, you know, a win against Philadelphia I think would be good just to kind of calm everybody. And, you know, the sky's not falling. You know, it's one loss, but I think – Get back, build up some momentum, and then hit that that final stretch. And I think the birds agree I with me. I think the birds are chirping for us. Now. Absolutely, so it's the eagles are scouting us. I hear them <laughs> chirping. That's, a, that's the fake sound that eagles make: is bird chirping noise, like bluebirds. Sharon, you'll either want to be a part of or tune in next week to this podcast. I think this is a really a fork in the road kind of thing. When you see a fork in the road, take Mike, it. You take it. Is <laughs> take that it, Yogi Berra? <laughs> is that? We're either talking about a 4-2 and two Panthers team that beat the defending Super Bowl champs on their field. Right, right. I, see, I think they're at full strength now with having Carson Wentz and yeah. Alshon Jeffrey back. Or we're 3-3 three and three with back-to-back losses coming home to face a really tough Baltimore defense next week. So this is really an interesting part of the schedule coming up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is a, a huge game, needless to say. It's an NFC opponent and defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure everybody's going to be geared up for this one. And the Eagles have been interesting so far this season. They're 3-3, three and three, but as you said, Carson Wentz back now, Alshon Jeffrey back, and they seem to be getting their stride offensively. They are struggling in the run game now, though, with right. Jay gone. So, and Darren Sproles has still been dinged up. It shows <laughs> on fire. Jim's Jim's no. <laughs> the Nats sound here for us. So, I, I think that... That's that's somewhere that they could key on is to try to really take away the run game maybe and get at Carson Wentz a little bit better. But um, And then defensively, they are dinged up. They've got a lot of injuries in the secondary. They're starting a cornerback, I think, at safety right now. So so they've got some issues there. But, boy, that D-line is stout. They've yeah. added a couple more pro bowlers to that, um, number two against the run. So this is a huge game for the Panthers. And if they can come out on top of this one, wow, I think that can really set the tone for the rest of the season. What do you think the key is? Is it uh, you know trying to get that vertical passing game going? Because we really haven't seen too many passing plays over 20 yards. And I don't mean yards after the catch. We've seen some of those. But actually, like, the ball you in know, the, the, air, ball in the air for 20-plus yards. 
Yeah, well, that's, they haven't been able to get that done at all, and I think they've got to start implementing that or find a way to make that happen, whether it's Cam Newton and the shoulder thing still or what is preventing that, I don't know. But they, if they could get that going, and the Eagles would be a great team to do it against because, as I've been working on my scouting report, yeah. they are tied with <laughs> Oakland for last in the league in giving up big plays. They've given wow. up seven plays of 45 yards or more, so um, this would be a good week to take advantage of that. Nice plug at exactly what time will yeah. the uh, scouting report air during the pregame show, do you know? Oh, I think we have one in somewhere around 11.15 and another in about 12.30. I, I knew so. she would know. Oakland's so. actually, uh, I don't, this isn't in the stats, but uh, they're number one in giving away the biggest players on their team. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still working on Yeah, that. they're still working they're on still, that. They're, they're yeah. trying to maintain their lead in yeah. that department, too. That's going to be fun going to Philly. Of course, the thing about Philly is they have the most, along with New England. Sorry, Mike, because I know that's your crowd up no, there. No, I understand that. Those I, think you, I think, you know, I saw with the, the, the beer in the face. To talk yeah, that's around. despicable. Yeah. And then There's the, no the double that. middle fingers there. But yeah. in addition to that, hello, sir, how are you? Is that... What are your thoughts? There's <laughs> a man on a, a bicycle with a... A jukebox. I think he. Yeah, I think he has a boombox. I think he rode it. An actual human being. I know that he looks like he's about a hundred. It actually looked like Santa Claus <laughs> in shorts agile. riding was by. Was that Stan Olson? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stan. What was that point? Is that the Philadelphia fans yeah. are just—they're um, tough. They're I mean, tough. It's a rough. tough place I mean, to batteries. They boost Santa Claus. They throw uh, snowballs with ice in them and, and rocks. I mean. Fortunately, there's no snow in the forecast. Oh, and they play. No, but, but that is a tough place. It's going to be in the forties, though. It's going to be not snow. I don't like Philadelphia fans. I'm sorry for those of you who are from there. I'm sure you're fine people. So are you a Pat's or Geno's guy? I've been to Pat's, Geno's, and Jim's. Okay. And they all taste exactly the same. Zim's or Jim's? <laughs> yeah, Zim's. <laughs> Mike, because we named me Zim for the podcast today. Uh, you know what? I think uh, Jim's was the one that was like the most famous. Like, that's the one John Fox has his picture at. He recommended oh, yeah. it. And uh, they're all, I'll be honest. I'm sure people in Philly will disagree. They all are about the same. Right. I don't really know what the difference is. I mean, people have a favorite, but and there's other ones beyond those three that I just right, mentioned too. Right. All right, we ready for the uh, somewhat random, random question? Random question? Of the day? Do you have one? I, I have one. It's your turn. I, okay. I have, it is my turn. Uh, first, we finished by the way sharing with a random question yeah, of the week. Yeah. Now that okay. way you'll be prepared. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I say somewhat random because you know, the NBA is starting. Yes. And it got me thinking. What is the first NBA, maybe non Hornets NBA game that you've been to or went to? A non Hornets NBA yeah. game. And if you don't have one, it can be a Hornets. I have never been. Well, pick a college. What was your first college game then? Um, well, actually, it was Clemson. I went to um, Grant's Tomb, as they called it back really? in the day. Mm-hmm. Yes, when I was. Is he in buried high school. there? So, well, never because it was. Was it Horace Grant? For bonus points, is <laughs> who's buried in Grant's Tomb? <laughs> was, was it Horace Grant? Was that the guy, the big man at Clemson? Yes, yeah, a yeah, years yeah, ago? yeah, yeah. With Dale yeah. Davis so back I on that team. Yes. Play at Clemson down there. Too, wow. Close enough. Jonathan That's close enough. To, it's, it's random, yeah. so That's really, random. there's That's, there's no yeah. right answer. Yeah. Uh, well, I grew up obviously but the Cleveland, count. so I went to the even in elementary school I went to the Cleveland Cavaliers games back. They played at the old Richfield Coliseum, yeah. which is nowhere near Cleveland. It's like an hour from Cleveland. They just got cheap land. Think of Knight Stadium being yeah. in Fort Mill, yeah. except further. It's right. Charlotte. Yeah, it's like that. So that was my first NBA. But I will say, it just happened to work out when I was a kid. The Harlem Globetrotters had TV shows and cartoons and stuff when oh, I was yeah, growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So I know this is an NBA, but it's like a college answer. I would see the Harlem Globetrotters. They would always come through in April around my birthday. So I have like three elementary school age birthdays where I would go see the Harlem Globetrotters. Wow. And by the way, cool. they're 3-0 and when I see them yes, play. Yes, they are. So yeah, you they were, play the Washington General. You weren't the contrarian that got the. <laughs> you weren't the contrarian kid that showed up at the Washington General shirt. Oh, how great would that be? You know, if, I, if they existed, I would have back then. And I never got hit with the bucket of confetti from Metal Arc Lemon. All right, Mike. Uh, uh, so mine is actually it ties in with yours a little bit. Uh, in that uh, it was a Celtics game 
uh, it was my freshman year in college. My roommate, his uh, brother or his, uh, sister, I think, worked for the Celtics. <laughs> Same sister, thing. sister, brother, Same yeah, thing. boy, girl. <laughs> You know, 220, 221, whatever it takes. Uh, but uh, his sister worked for the Celtics, and so uh, I got uh, tickets to the Celtics and uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Cool. So wow. I took my dad. So it was the first NBA, da- NBA, probably the only NBA game that my dad and I went to. Very, okay, cool. very nice. Yeah. That's a nice story. And of course, for those who don't know, Mike's dad passed away about two years ago. Uh, yeah, like three that. years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. yeah, time flies. Nice to share. Well, this yeah. was Sharon. Thank you. Yeah, what thank you, Sharon. Our first guest. So we're thinking exciting. of adding a live uh, studio band oh, and audience in the future, so we're just going to keep building off of this. We're going to build upon our mistakes. Right. We'll get, <laughs> yeah, we're going to build upon our mistakes, and hopefully this park bench doesn't disintegrate. Uh, and it's here for the That's okay. There's several others nearby. Yeah. And there's actually a, like a charcoal grill down there. Hey, we could probably there we go. go. Okay. Let's get some oh, we're and, something here. and burgers out here. From the shadows so of Bank like of America Stadium today. Awesome. All right, Mike, bring us home. All right, I'm going to bring us home. All right, so Sharon, thank you, and we'll hear you, Jim, getting it. Zim. Uh, regular time, regular, regular schedule time. Ten o'clock pregame, one o'clock kick, and you and Brett on the yeah, we'll be on there. We're gonna share the week off. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to the pregame postgame podcast. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise: The Legal Drama, where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench, everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull Monday at nine eight central on CBS.